What are kids really thinking and feeling? Sometimes it's hard to know. The thousands of letters and emails kids send to Highlights Magazine every year help us keep our finger on the pulse of kids. We think they can also help you. So each week on this podcast, we talk with friends and experts about the things kids share with us and about making a world that honors children's voices. Lean in and listen to learn what kids want their grown-ups to know about being a kid today. I'm Christine French-Cully, and you are listening to Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights, I have a problem with controlling my temper. up at night, and I miss my highlights. I get keys. I want your highlights. Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights. Today, we're talking about kids and cell phones, a conversation that's taking place in households all across the U.S., And in preparation for this episode, we gathered the letters and emails we've recently received from kids on this subject. And I'll be honest, I was a little startled to see that there were so many. Here's some of what kids are telling us. Dear Highlights, on my bus, almost everyone has a phone. I'm pretty much the only one who doesn't. Everyone's always texting each other and I feel left out of the circle. Dear Highlights, My friend has her own cell phone, and when we play together, all she wants to do is use her cell phone with me. I feel that she's trying to impress me or that she simply has no interest in me. I'm starting to get jealous and I don't like that. I miss when we used to play non-cell phone games together when we were younger. Dear Highlights, I have a friend who acts mad at me because I have a phone and she doesn't. She makes me feel really bad and I don't like it. I tried to tell her that I need one because my parents are protective, but she doesn't listen. She tells me, I don't approve of this phone thing. I've started to avoid using it, but my other friends and my parents get mad at me when I don't respond. Uh, It's a big conversation and there's no running away from it, parents. When the time comes, you'll have to add to your parenting duties the task of introducing your child to responsible cell phone use. But when and how? My guest today is Erin Wilkie-O, a mom of two and content director for family and community engagement at Common Sense Media. In this role, she provides parents and caregivers with practical tips and strategies for managing media and tech at home and supports teachers in strengthening partnerships with families. Erin, welcome to our podcast. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. So let's just get right to it. Getting their own cell phone is a rite of passage for tweens, and if we're honest, possibly for their parents too. Kids typically start asking their parents for a phone around the age of 10, 11, or 12, and they can really apply the pressure on their parents to take the leap. But that's also when parents are beginning to think themselves that it might be time. Tweens are becoming more independent. And the idea of equipping them with a phone has appeal for parents who want to be able to keep in touch. Are there signs parents should watch for that might help them know if their child is developmentally ready to be a responsible cell phone user? That's a great question. Um, It's definitely going to be an individual family's decision when is the right time. Um, and based on a lot of different uh, reasons. Some of the things that we recommend parents and caregivers consider is their kids, um, whether they show a sense of responsibility. So um, do they 
communicate with you about what they're doing? Do they show up when they say they will? Um, do they lose things? Phones are expensive. So are they able to keep track of physical things? Um, that's something that you'll want to think about because if they lose that phone one week after they've had it, that's going to be an issue. Um, for your family, do your kids need to be in touch with you? For safety reasons, for other reasons, that's a consideration. Um, are there social um, reasons why? Um, we, as we heard um, in these letters from kids, there's there's a lot of pressure. There's there are a lot of dilemmas they're facing. I mean, it's it's the typical um, tension, right, that kids have between peer pressure and fam family expectations or family rules. Um, so, so where are kids in that um, situation socially um, when you're thinking about giving them the phone? Um, will they be able to follow the rules? Um, all of these are, are questions that families should ask um, once they start considering whether to get their child a phone. And you know, there's really no magic age. I mean, we know that kids grow and develop differently at different rates, mature differently. So a 10-year-old might not be, or a 10-year-old might be ready and a 12-year-old might not be ready. It's really sort of where they are developmentally more That's than right. some chronological age. Yes, yes, for sure. It'd be easier if there were just <laughs> a magic age. Right, of course. Happy birthday, here's your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right, it, each family has to decide for itself when it's, when it's the right time for their child. But it is also kind of a social decision, as you say. Are there ways parents can involve their kids' friends and school community in a decision about when and how kids get phones? It's definitely important that the whole community um, sort of is on the same page. If you can, um, you know, speaking with the teacher about how are they teaching what we call digital citizenship skills, right? So, so we know that there's a whole set of skills that kids need now that that are really new related to using technology. And in order for kids to, to really learn those holistically, they need to be discussed not only at home, but also at school. And so, um, you know, ensuring that schools are, are addressing these from an early age and things like how to be uh, responsible when you are using a phone or using a computer, what is okay to share, what's not okay to share. If they're getting this, these messages in, in lots of places, then the community is really supporting the child in preparing uh, for that responsibility um, for using a phone. So that's one thing. I think um, co having conversations with other parents and caregivers in your child's peer group um, is always important because it's tricky if one family has certain rules and, and I mean, I face this all the time, like so-and-so gets to do whatever. Like, well, you know, we have different rules. And, and so just sort of having those conversations and it, it can help. Um, and so if they, you know, the, your kids' peers uh, know what your family rules are and vice versa, that also can help support I've always been fascinated by uh, the reports that some of the tech industry giants don't give their children phones before they turn 14. Uh, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think that's an acknowledgement that once we give a child a phone, 
they begin a relationship with something very powerful. What can parents do to make that relationship positive? Yes, that's really important. Um, I'm, we would say number one is balance and understanding what balanced use of this device looks like. Um, really setting expectations and rules and limits from day one is going to be really important. Um, not only you know how much time they're spending, but what can they do on this device? Um, what kinds of content can they access? Who can they talk to? How are you monitoring it? Um, we like to suggest creating some sort of written agreement where you talk through those expectations uh, with your child, hear their needs, hear their concerns, let them have a little bit of say in, in what is in that agreement and sign it. Put it somewhere where you can refer to it later, come back to it. It may change. Summertime, do those rules change a little bit? Maybe so. As they get older, it may change again. Um, I like to do this with it, not even with just a phone, but my son, we did this with Minecraft last year when he was ready for Minecraft. So just outlining those rules is a, is a great place to start. Um, as I was talking about digital citizenship skills, these are going to be key um, to, to helping your child deal with the dilemmas that they're going to face. Um, when they're on that phone, things are going to come up that make them feel uncomfortable or that they don't know what to do. Um, when is it okay to share something? Um, what do they do if someone says something mean? So these skills prepare them for those situations. And, and that's both preparing them at home, but also, again, talking to the teacher, uh, try and get these skills into what's happening at school. Um, and then the last thing I, I think is really important is you yourself modeling what po a positive relationship can look like with a device. So setting some limits for yourself um, is always good. Um, I think if you get on your phone during family time, something I try to do, not always successfully, is, is narrate what I'm doing. Like if I'm in the middle of something with my kids and then I pick up my phone because someone has texted me, I say, oh, no, I'm just texting grandma. She had a question about this. or So they know when I'm using the phone and what I'm doing. Um, and it can, it can create um, a more transparent, so they, they can kind of see how, what a healthy use of this device looks like. And they can see me putting it aside and making time for people in those moments when it's important to have those interactions. Yeah. Our children are always watching us, whether we are aware of it or not. Yes. And, uh, sometimes we wish they weren't. Yes. yes. That's, but they learn a lot from observing <laughs> us. So it is really important that we make sure that we're working on having a healthy relationship with our own phones. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about privacy. How mm -hmm. much digital privacy should we allow kids when they get a phone? Well, that's going to depend, again, on your child's age, um, their personality, their behavior, and your own family's um, perspective on this. I think, again, setting that those expectations up from the very beginning is going to be key, talking about it, saying, I'm giving you this phone, but this is what I'm going to be monitoring. I can see 
everything you do, you know, or however you decide to set it up. Um, so they know, they know that, that it's, it's monitored in this way. And, and then they know that not, I mean, honestly, as we know, they also need to know when they post something, it's, you've never guaranteed privacy. And so I think that's a huge lesson for them as well. Um, anything, even a, a text between a one friend can be screenshot and shared with the world. So those lessons are huge for kids. Yeah, you don't want them to learn that one the hard way. No, no. So if a child's cell phone use seems to be making them unhappy, mm. what should parents do? Again, talking about it is going to be really important. Get down to the cause. If you can, try and help them identify what is triggering those emotions, what is happening. Um, something that we talk about in our curriculum, our curriculum, we have, we have lessons for K to 12 classrooms on a lot of this, um, something we call red flag feelings. We help kids identify if there's a moment when they're using uh, a device, a phone technology, and they feel uncomfortable, worried, sad, there's sort of a feeling in your stomach, we, we say, where something's wrong, we encourage them to stop, recognize that they're feeling something uncomfortable and try to understand what's causing that. Um, and then they can decide what is the action that they might need to take. Um, if it's an interaction they're having with someone that's causing that negative feeling, maybe they need to block that person. Maybe they need to just turn off the phone for a little while. Maybe they need to talk to a trusted adult about what's going on. Um, some of these skills having those at the ready is going to be important. Um, and then if, if you're seeing this over and over again, that they're just, it's not making them feel good to use this technology, this phone, then consider maybe modifying how much they're using it, what sort of the rules around that device are. Mm -hmm. Do you have thoughts about whether or not it's a good idea to take away uh, the privilege of using a cell phone when a child is uh, being punished? I think it's a, that's a tricky one. Um, it's something that we discussed a lot during the pandemic because, you know, over the last year and a half, um, phones, technology have been a lifeline for kids in connecting with others. Um, we... We also did a study um, just last year about mental health and the use of social media and devices and found that in some cases, um, teens, this was a study of older kids, um, teens were using social media for connection, to find support, to find community. And so I think it's just something to be aware of that if you're going to take the device away, make sure you understand if they're using that for support, that they have other support available to them, um, that they have community, that they have ability to connect with friends in other ways. If parents want more uh, guidance on how to think about their kids' uh, use of digital devices, where can they go to get advice from Common Sense? Sure, sure. So um, a couple of ways. Um, one, for parents with younger 
kids, so ages zero to eight. We have a wonderful text messaging program um, where you can get um, advice and tips on managing media and tech at home right to your phone. And you can subscribe to that by texting the word kids to the number 21555. Or if you prefer that in Spanish, you text the word familia. Um, for all families, for parents and caregivers of all ages, Common Sense offers a range of tips and advice uh, on managing media and tech at our website. And the quickest way there is commonsense.org families. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I love highlights. Big fan. Thank you. <laughs> we are honored to be able to elevate kids' voices and imagine a world where grown-ups take seriously kids' concerns and act on them. Whether a child's concern is big or small, unique or universal, serious or sure to work itself out, it's real to the child and matters deeply. We've come to see that in every letter kids have sent to us over the years, there are implicit, overarching questions embedded within. Do you care? Am I loved? Do I have a place in the world, a place in the lives of the people I love? We hope kids believe us when we say in many more words, yes, yes, yes. Let's all lean in to give kids what they really need and want, more listening, more understanding, and more connecting. This podcast is an extension of the book, Dear Highlights, What Adults Can Learn from 75 Years of Letters and Conversations with Kids, available now wherever books are sold. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review to help us reach more grown-ups who care about kids. Special thanks to the producer of this podcast, Hilary Bates, and also to our audio engineer, Ted Weckbacher. <laughs>